You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shem Israel, 5781-2020. This weekend, in Eretz Yisrael on Shabbos, in Chutzlarts on Sunday, we will be completing the Torah. We will read the last part of the Torah, Parshas of Israel, Sabracha. We're going to read about the blessing that Moshe Rabbeinu blessed the Jewish people. We're also going to celebrate the completion of the Torah with Simchas Torah, and perhaps... I don't know about where you are, but where I am in Eretz Yisrael, it's going to be a subdued Simchas Torah, a much quieter Simchas Torah. And for me personally, I'm currently unable to leave my home because I came back from the States and I'm in quarantine. So it's a time of Simcha. It's a time of completion. It's a time of renewed beginnings. Brand new. We're going to start Bracious. We're going to start Genesis. And at the same time, there's a loneliness, there's a simcha, and there's a bidud, there's a quarantine. And I'd like to talk about the contrast, I'd like to talk about the, the fact that the Jewish people are known as the Hain Am Levada, they're the unique lonely nation. Hashem as it were, God Himself as it were, is alone. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, He's alone, He's one. And how does that relate to us? In the situation we find ourselves in, I always like to share with you something that inspires me. I'd like to share with you something from the Medjish and also from the Gemara and Sukkah. Two different concepts. Hopefully we'll be able to tie them together. The Medjish in Vizay Sabracha tells us like this. Vizay Sabracha, the Pasuk says, this is the blessing that Moshe blessed the Jewish people before he passed away, before he died. Before he passed on from this world. And the Medjish says, the, the Pasuk refers to him as Isha Alekim, the man of God, the godly man. He was somebody who clearly, throughout his life, but most clearly, at the end of his life, he was an Isha Alekim. He was about to bless the Jewish people because he had this attribute of being a godly person. Putting these two words together, points out the Medjish, it's a very strange thing. If he's a man, Ish denotes the fact that he's human. And human being, beings have their frailties. Human beings have those things that they can't do, they can't accomplish. They have their vulnerabilities. Elikim, man of God. Godliness denotes superpowers. Having Hashem with a person means that you can do anything. So how do you put these two words together? And Ish Elikim, says the Medrash that we see the two contrasts between the two different aspects of Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe was a baby, when he was thrown into the Nile River, he was placed in the basket. So he was an Ish, he was a vulnerable human being. But when he took the Nile River with God's instruction, he struck the water, or his brother struck the water, through his Shlichus, uh, he was the messenger in order to turn the Nile into blood. So there, he was godly. He had the power. He wasn't vulnerable anymore. Davarachar says the Medrash another uh, place where we see this. In the beginning of the story of Moshe Rabbeinu, when he he was young, he ran away from Pharaoh when he killed the Egyptian. He ran away, and he was vulnerable. He was just a man. 
when he came back to, to Egypt, when he was 80 years old, in order to redeem the Jewish people, and he brought all the plagues upon Pharaoh. So, he was godly. He had the power. The word Elohim doesn't just mean godly, it also means powerful. But, another thing that we see, another place we see this, is that when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to, to, the, to the heavens, when he went onto Harsin, onto Mount Sinai, in order to receive the Torah, so there he was a man. In what way is he called a man? Why is he only human there? An ish, a man. It's the same word, the same letters, Aleph and Shin, which mean fire, but he was just a man. In contrast to the Malachim, they were all fire. As we spoke about previously, the angels tried to knock him down. But he was godly when he came down from that exalted place. When he came down from the mountain, so he was godly in what way? We see this because the Pasuk says, They were afraid. They were afraid to come near him. Right? His face was shining. There, was a, there were beams coming out of his face. Mistranslated horns. Jews don't have horns. Mistranslated. It, the word Koran or Panov can mean, the word Koran means beams, but it can also mean horns. He didn't have horns, he had beams coming out of his face. He was shining. He was godly. Another explanation, I'm not going to get into that explanation actually. <coughs> but I do want to read the last line of the Medrashim. That he was a combination from the from from his middle and on down he was a human being. From his middle and on up, his intellect, his actions, that was spiritual. He was godly. It's very interesting, this contrast. The contrast of Maisha Rabbeinu, we're speaking about the greatest person that ever lived, the one who spoke face to face with Akodesh Baruch with God, as it were. Maisha Rabbeinu is called the Isha Lakim. He had that human aspect. And he had that spiritual aspect. He had them both. I want to understand what is the idea here? What is the depth of what this message is teaching us? On a, on a simple level, what is the understanding? <coughs> and I'd like to point out, because again, the topic here for me is bidud. The topic here is loneliness. The topic here is being alone. Moshe Rabbeinu was on Har Sinai. He went up there. It was a very lonely place to be for a human being. Just simple Pasha Pshat. He went on to Harsina. He was alone there. He was separate from the Jewish people. And I just realized, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't say this previously, but it's an important thing to understand. What is this measure saying in light of the fact that this is a prerequisite? Moshe Rabbeinu is about to give a blessing. This is the blessing that Moses gave. He's the Isha Lekim. He's a human being and he's godly. So we need to understand what does it mean in this context, the concept of, of blessing, Moshe Rabbeinu giving a blessing to the Jewish people, why is it important for us to understand that he's an Isha Elikim, he's got this Ish aspect, this humanity aspect, and he has the aspect of Elikim, of the godly aspect. How are we to understand that in light of the fact that he's about to give blessings? So as I was saying, Moshe was there all alone. He was on Har Sinai, he was in Bidud. He was in quarantine for 40 days. It's a much longer quarantine. I only had to be in quarantine for 14, 14 days. Moshe was in quarantine for 40 days. 
He was alone by himself. He was an ish. He was vulnerable. He was facing off with spiritual beings in order to bring the Torah down to Am Yisrael. I think that we see there's a certain vulnerability, and that's the human condition. The human condition is being vulnerable. Being somebody is hushlach le'yor. Moshe Rabbeinu was thrown down into the river. He was put down in a basket. There's nothing more vulnerable, vulnerable than that. A baby, a child, can't fend for itself, can't do anything on its own. Being placed in the water, for all intents and purposes, that's the end of that child. Heaven forbid. But that wasn't. He was protected. Where did we see that he was given power? He was given godly power? And, and godliness, and this is so important to understand, godliness is the opposite in a certain sense of loneliness, of vulnerability. We think of loneliness as vulnerable. We need to understand what it means in light of the fact that Hashem is he's one, He's alone. right? Kalal Yisrael is alone, so it sounds like we're very vulnerable. But there's something else that's going on here, and that is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when Hashem is with the person, when he's an Isha Elikim, even though he's alone, he's placed into that basket, he's all alone. Despite that, he's Elikim. He's godly. He has power. And I want to say that it's because, because of the fact that he was alone. That's how he got the power. How did he have power over the Yor? How did he have power over the Nile River? Because he was all alone. Left by himself with Hashem. With Hashem, really. And that's why he had the power. When he runs away from Paro, he's running by himself. He leaves his people. He leaves his comfortable his comfort zone. He leaves everything behind. And he runs to Midian. And he's by himself. He's the only he's the only Jew there. He's the only person who looks like an Egyptian there. He's all by himself. He's in quarantine. But he comes back and he has the power. He has the power to be able to withstand, not just to withstand, but to bring Paro, the very Pharaoh who he feared, who sent him into quarantine, who sent him running by himself. He came back with the power of Hashem, which was, he was able to bring the plagues upon Egypt. And it's the same thing when Moshe Rabbeinu went up by himself onto Harsina, onto Mount Sinai. He was also by himself. He was also fearful. He was also, these malachim are esh, they're fire. He's just human. But he comes back down. His face is shining with spirituality. Because it's the quarantine, it's the bidud, it's the being alone, being stuck. That's where we find Hashem. That's where we find Hashem, and I think that that's the pshat, perhaps, a new pshat, or another angle in the, in the very special and beautiful Gemara and Sukkah that tells us that each of the days, you might be familiar with this, but it's so beautiful and it's worth repeating, hearing again, each of the days of Sukkot, so in the Beis Hamidosh, they would bring and they will bring, when Mashiach arrives, they would bring korbanas, they bring sacrifices. There were different animals that were brought, specifically the parim, the bulls that were brought. There were 70 bulls that were brought. The first day, 13 were brought, then 12, 11, 10 night. Descending down till day 7, 7 were brought. Total of 70. 
What's the idea, says the Gemara? There are 70 nations. Corresponding to the 70 nations, these bulls are brought, they atone for the nations. On the eighth day, on Shemini Atzeres, which is the day when we complete the Torah with Vizos Habracha, we need to answer the question, we need to come back and explain why Moshe Rabbeinu is giving that blessing if he's the Isha Lakim. Let's make sure we don't forget that. But on the day that we read Vizos Habracha, the blessing of Moshe Rabbeinu, we complete the Torah. We complete this amazing book. We have a Simchas Torah, it's Shemini Atzeres, it's the last day of Chag. On that day, only one par was brought. Only one, only one bull was brought. It says the Gemara, par yechidi lema. Why? We said what the 70 were, the 70 corresponded to the 70 nations. Why was there only one brought on Shemini Atzeres? uma yechida. It corresponds to one nation, the Jewish people, that unique, singular nation, that quarantined nation, no matter what we do, it seems, and perhaps things are changing as we come into the period of Mashiach, as we're getting closer and closer to the Mashiach, perhaps things are changing, it seems that way. But throughout our quarantine, for the last two millennia, and even further back, we've been alone. We've been all by ourselves. Now that sounds like a bad thing. The nations... They hate us. They look at us as backwards people. They look at us as a negative force, as those bringing corona, spreading it, etc. Whatever, you know, blood libel it will be today. Says the Medrash, says the Gemara, It's it's an analogy. It's analogous to a king, a human king. He wanted to have a big feast, big, lots of big, uh, lots of food, a great feast, seven-day feast. He had all of his courtiers there, he had all of his subjects there. Everyone came to this party for seven days. Finally, on the last day, on the final day, doesn't just mean on the last day of Sukkot, which it is. Doesn't just mean on the last day of this party, which it is. It means ultimately. Who, who remains at the end? Klal Yisrael is forever. The Jewish people is forever. But in the Pashib shot here, Hashem says to His beloved one, the king, I'm sorry, says to His beloved one, and it's Hashem speaking to Klal Yisrael, I want you to make me a special su'uda, a small, a small meal, so that I can enjoy you, just me and you. Just me and you. And uh, I have to say that I, that I shared this Gemara recently, not long ago, a few months ago. A young, many many young people, many Bar Mitzvah Bachrim have had to have their meals alone. They haven't been able to have their family. They haven't been able to have their friends. Some some have now been able to do it. Some haven't. Back and forth. I share with him this Gemara. There's something about having a, a meal. Something about having a special time. It's just you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's just you and God. It's just us. It's just us. Hashem is alone. And He tells His special beloved one, who's also alone, that's Am Yisrael, He says, I want something from you. No, I don't want 13 bulls. I don't want 12. I don't want 10, 9, 8, 11. I don't, I don't want so much. I just want one. One bull. One small suda. One small meal. Just me and you. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu turns to us and He says, I want to be alone with you. Can you be alone with me? Can you be alone with me? Think about it. Chasana, a wedding. What's the moment that the Chasana and Kala are waiting for? The dancing is great. The, the music is beautiful. They're waiting for it to be finished. So they can just be alone. Just being alone with the one that you love, that's the best thing in the world. There's nothing better than that. Kaddish Baruch who loves us so much, He wants us to be alone with Him. He wants us to be alone with Him. And that's what Simchas is about. There's a completion and there's a blessing. There's a completion and a blessing. Moshe Rabbeinu is as alone as he can be. He's as alone as he can be. There were points in his history where he was alone. There was points where he was given the power of Hashem, as we said. But Lifnei Maisei, he's before his death. When a person dies, there's nothing more alone than that. He passes on from the world, and he's alone. No one's with him. His family doesn't follow with him. No one follows with him. He's all alone. But it's in the moment of loneliness... It's in the moment of loneliness when we're all alone. It's just us and Hashem. No one else can help us. There's nobody else that can help us. It's just me and you, Hashem. There I am, alone in the basket. I'm a baby crying. It's just me and you, Hashem. There I am, running away from Paro who wants to destroy and kill me. It's just me and you, Hashem. There I am, facing off with all of these angels, just me, alone on the mountain, Aaron is behind me, Yeshua is behind me, the Shivim Zikanim, the 70 elders are all behind me. They're not here with me. It's just me all alone. The only one that's there, that speaks on Moshe Rabbeinu's behalf, when he's in Shemayim, it's Gemara, we quoted it previous weeks, the only one who speaks on his behalf, as he holds on to that throne, is the Kaddish Baruch it's just him alone. And then we understand what's going on in the other stories too. It was Hashem who was there with him in that ba- when he was alone in the basket. It was Hashem with him who, when he's running away from Paro. And it's Hashem who's with us in our quarantine, in our loneliness, in that moment when it seems like there's nobody to help us. And when a person realizes that, when a person realizes he's never really alone, He's never really alone. When a person is in that space, sometimes the realization is forced upon us. Sometimes we really are alone. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there with us. Because there's no such thing as really being alone. There's always that Seuda Kitana, that small thing. We bring something small. We bring that one power, that one bull. And we bring that one little Seuda we bring that completion of the Torah. We complete the Torah. We have one thing, one whole Torah. We can see the whole picture now. And that's where the blessing is. You see, Moshe Rabbeinu is all alone. And when Moshe Rabbeinu is all alone, he's about to die. That's when he's the most empowered. That's when he's the Isha Elikim. He's the human being with all of his vulnerabilities. He's all alone. But that's where Hashem is. That's where he's the man of God. And that's where the blessing comes. You know, we think and we see, and we've gone through this whole year, 5780, and now we're beginning 5781. 
And I don't know about you. I don't know about me even. But certainly what I would like to take out of it is that Hashem is behind everything. We're not alone. We're not alone. Zman Simchaseinu. You know what this joy is? You know what this ecstatic joy is? You know what the joy of the Torah is? The joy of the blessings are? The joy of the blessings is? The joy is that we're not alone. The joy is that it's just me and Hashem. And there's nothing better than that. All the quiet of the chasana is over. It's, it's all done. All the guests have left. All of the nations, the 70 nations, they're finished. And now, it's It's the last day. Seven days of Sheva Brachas. It's the eighth day. The partying is over. It's just me and Hashem. It's just me and God. We're just alone. Is there any greater joy than that? Is there any greater joy than that? And that's where the blessings come from. When it's just me and Hashem, when I realize that there's nobody else, there's no one else who can help me. Not this person who pays my bills. It's not my boss who pays my bills. It's not anybody else. It's not my wife who's bringing in the parnasa. It's not me. It's not my music. It's not anything else. It's just me at this little su'uda, this little meal, alone with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, alone with God. There's nothing else. There's no greater simcha. And that's where the blessings come from. Blessings, it's such an interesting thing. The word bracha, the word blessing, the root of it is beiz resh chaf. Beiz, the second letter of the alphabet is the gematria of two. Resh is 200. Chaf is 20. Each of these letters connote doubling. Where's the doubling? It's in the firstborn. The Bechor also has the same letters. Beis Chaf Resh. He's doubled, but he's only one. He gets a double portion. The doubling is in the place of oneness. The blessing has come when we realize that we're alone with Hashem. That's when the blessings come. Moshe Rabbeinu is about to die. He realizes he's alone with Hashem. He's the Ish. He's so vulnerable. But he's the Ish Elikim. That's where he gets the power. In the vulnerability. In the Bidud. In the aloneness. The Jewish people are so alone. But we're not. We're alone with Hashem. That's where the blessings come in. That's where the brachas come. That's the Vizayis HaBracha. So I want to bless you. And I ask you to bless me. And Hashem should help us to recognize in our loneliness in our bidud, in our He is there with us. He is the one who is there. We're never alone. Hashem should help us to know that and to see that and to understand that and to be able to receive these blessings. The blessings that Moses blessed the Jewish people, Hashem should give us those blessings and we should be able to complete the Torah and start the Torah again. Now that we've seen the whole picture, it's one picture. Now we start again the second time, another time. Now we're going to see it in a new light. Now we're going to get so many more blessings. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos, a wonderful Yantif, and a good Kibench Dior, a blessed year. Thank you so much. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com 
or search on iTunes Ari Goldwag.